Boner Forever. Most iconic piece of Philadelphia graffiti. Broad and eerie. On that, whatever the fuck that building was. National attention. Five, five stories. <laughs> two tags. Boner and Forever, which... Some graffiti heads I know, I always just assumed it was one guy wrote Boner Forever, Forever Boner. <laughs> but some graffiti heads told me that's two that's two people. That's two different tags. Yeah. So someone wrote Boner and then they added Forever, and someone wrote Forever and they added Boner. I think I think Boner and Forever were running together and they hit that Simultane. spot simultaneously. Because okay. it's the same roller style, same color paint. Like I think they just each did their Boner's a great name. Yeah, it's a good tag name. So, I mean, those that sure. don't know, well, and there was a shootout in Philadelphia between the police and some moron. and uh, Miraculously, zero fatalities. Yes, for sure. And uh, there was like a helicopter shot. And like, she's like, just clear as day on this like, I don't even know what the fuck that building is. It's like a tall, like, I don't know what it like is. A, you know, it's a smokestack yeah. or something. I think it it looks like an old hotel or apartment building or something. It's reminiscent of the Divine Lorraine, which is, you know, many blocks further south on on Broad Street. But on this building is spray painted or I'm or just tagged with boner forever. <laughs> and there's this like long tracking yeah. shot of and it's like in the frame of CNN or some shit. Boner Let forever. me let me paint a picture of this tag though. Yeah, it's a it's a roller tag. It's five stories with one letter on each story. So boner leaned out one side of the window on each floor to put a letter per floor and forever did the same on the other side of the window. Who do you like better? Forever. I wish I knew more about these two artists. I don't, I don't know. I mean, Boner, Boner's the one that really makes it. Richard Stabone. <laughs> but yeah. it is remarkable that no, no one was like really even hurt. The police seem to have uh, actually handled it really well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they re- refrained true. from dropping a bomb. So, good work. I heard that, like... I heard some stuff about, like, A, that, like, this guy was able to call his lawyer in the middle of this. So that had a lot to do with it. That, like, his lawyer was able to... His lawyer was... I mean, seriously, though, like, like that's a negotiator on your side. Like, that's the gonna... like, what you want to do is sneak out the back door, make sure your guns are loaded... <laughs> Anyone who gets in your way, take them out. <laughs> the lawyer's like, I'm in the middle of the of the cops right now. I got the vest on. I'm ready to pull the fucking pins out. All right. <laughs> I'm planted in the man. You just tell me when you're ready to make your move. What a fucking city, huh? Man, yeah. Pretty intense. I like Broad and Erie. I like that intersection. There's a lot going on there. There's a guy I used to set up and sell records sometimes, and I could go record shopping on my way to work. Got some Rufus Harley records off him once. That was dope. Bre- uh, Broad Neary, better or worse than Broad and Alney? Better, honestly. Like, there's more going on at Broad and Neary than there is at Broad and Alney. Broad and Alney, Broad and Alney you know, you got the transportation center. You can you can get on a lot of different buses and go a lot of different places. Like 1999. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not sure there's really a reason to go there. <sighs> Was that on like the northwest corner? That's exactly where it was. Because that's where there's always like a rotating like yep. fast food spot. I think like right now it's like one of those Philadelphia soft pretzel company joints. Hmm. Not a real big fan of those. Yeah, me neither. Um, they're good. I used to like their their pretzels are fine. You can get a pretzel, you know, a hot pretzel somewhere. That's nice. I used to like their pretzel dogs too. I think 
this is going to be a controversial uh, statement. I think Wawa has the best soft pretzels. Oh, oh those suck, dude, dude. Those are awful. That's not even controversial. It's just incorrect. Like, that's so for real. You they're like by the that? time you get to them, they're sitting in those plastic bags, sweating, and I'm a getting Wawa. all soggy. I'm a Wawa fan. I like. A, I love me some I, Wawa. I, I never I buy a pretzel mark there. I will not touch a pretzel from there. Absolutely not. Those things are disgusting, are gross, Jeff. Jeff. You're just what wrong the fuck is things. wrong with you, yeah, man? Really, man? Whoa. Okay. Very strong reaction here. Actually, a little past controversial into uh, at downright agitation. Look, I I uh, I like I <laughs> like how they're like. Uh, like doughy, they're like extra doughy. I don't know. I like. Them. Why don't you live a little if bit? If you get them, if you get them, like right then, they're still not good. You, there is no getting you know them what? right then. They're in a fucking cellophane bag. Yeah. You know what? You know what? One I perversely enjoy is the Seven Eleven soft. Okay, all right. I'm not gonna. Those jump are kind of weird. This, all right. They're kind of weird, but I like no, it. Plus, gonna, I got I that free nacho a, cheese. I'm going food truck, man. Just give me a food truck pretzel. I mean, because those they get from a real pretzel yeah, uh, and like, bakery. Whenever you know? you're going to a Wawa, there's going to be one fucking food truck somewhere. Yeah. Unless it's like the middle of the night, but then. All right, let's play. Let's play this fucking great. game. It's raining. Yeah, it's it is raining. Horseshit. All over the world. All over the world. You like the, pic- you like the Pixies, Joe? Yeah, I love the Pixies. Yeah, I, like pixies too. Love the I don't pixies. really know anyone who doesn't. I know one person that doesn't like the Pixies. It's kind of like, it's kind of like disliking David Bowie. There's, you may not like them, but they have so many good songs. Like, like there's those like iconic acts where like, just by virtue of their sheer number of songs and like their output, they have good stuff. You know, they've only got yeah. four or five albums. They don't have a massive amount, but they do have a lot of really good catchy tunes. And yeah. Frank Black's stuff is really good on its own. Yeah, yeah, and Kim Deal too. Like any band, Kim Deal's in is good. The breeders might not be great. Do you uh, like the breeders? The breeders, are breeders great. kick ass. Breeders kick ass. Come on, that's who I was thinking of when I said that. I figured you were. I, that was always a band I wanted to like more than I did. I just never really got. I never made the super effort to get into them, but they never did a ton for me. Yeah, and I love well, Kim Deal. I think she's the coolest, but it doesn't grab you. It doesn't grab you. That's just the way it goes sometimes, man. I like that song, Gigantic. I mean, that's just a good song about big dicks. That's a Pixie song, though. Yeah. She sings. But it's a Kim yeah, Deal Pixie sings. song. That's a Pixie song. See, the first song you named was a Pixie song. It's not a I'm just saying, yeah, I was just naming Kim I mean, Deal songs. We all that know I liked. Cannonball. That's a good song, yeah. though. And it had a video. You know what's another good big dick song that maybe it's not really about big dicks, but that's what I hear? Is uh, Big Time Sensuality by Bjork. Talking about it's it takes courage to enjoy it, <laughs> big time sensuality. <laughs> I mean, every song's about a big dick, though. I think. All right, let's do this yeah, shit. Awesome. All right, you guys, you all have restless nights, thinking about futures that never happened, pasts that you couldn't prevent. You toss, you turn, sweat in your sheets. You've got the air conditioning running, but just makes you cold and clammy. You can't run from the past. You can't make a different future for yourself. Maybe you can. Who knows? Time has passed. Choices have been made. The world is ahead of you. Some things are off in the distance. They're attainable. You see them on the horizon. Other things are looming over you. Like a meeting mm. with Marshawn Jackson. Like the opening mm. of an escape room down in Whitman. 
Some things are closer than others. Other things are calling out to you. It's all there. It's morning. It's Thursday morning. You guys wake up. How do you get the news? You guys even care about the news? You check Reddit, you get the paper. What do you do? How, how do you guys get information about what's going on in your city? I just kind of scroll through my social media feeds. They're pretty fucking tailored to shallow bullshit, though, so. You follow anything of note, or it's just like influencers? It's mostly just like influencers and shit. Like, I guess I get the news, like, just absorbing it, walking around. I always, I always uh, put on the local news when I wake up. Channel 6? Did you see that, that video? Somebody like cut like a video of just like all the wildest <laughs> Philly chaos to the whole theme song really of Action like News. It's really good. Best video. That's like one of the things. You're like, you know what? The internet is a great place mm. yeah. when you see something like that. So you flip on Channel Six, you're hit with the news right away, Carl. Garbage strike. <gasps> Oh, shit. Kurt, you get it a little bit later, not that you actually step out of your still undisclosed location. Who knows where you get? Fishtown, Center City? We don't know where you live. But uh, you guys do both get the news pretty early in the day. Garbage strike. Didn't seem to be much of a buildup, but now it is here. It has in, you know, uh, Center City. It's private companies, but they seem to be in on it as well. Hit them right away. Carl, you're a part of the city. Your neighbor hasn't gotten there yet. Your garbage day is earlier in the week, but you ain't getting picked up. It's going to start building up. You know, just a couple blocks over. They should have been picked up on Thursday morning. Now the street is lined, torn open, white trash bags, chicken bones, banana peels, diapers, cat litter. All of the Philadelphia favorites are everywhere. And the, uh, the garbage men, they're not even really saying what they want. They're just saying they want better shit. And so the city's at a little bit of a standstill. You guys have all seen these strikes before. Like they want us to throw out better they shit? They want better shit to throw away. They're sick of handling junk. They want you to throw away nice things. <laughs> Ain't they heard of Pen Christmas? That's not enough for them? Pen, good old Pen Christmas, man. Wait, what is Pen Christmas? Experience that firsthand, working there. <laughs> but aside from that, I mean, that's what's going on in the news. That's what's happening. Other than that... You've got uh, some uh, more pressing personal matters. Some Mel Buzz, man. Mel Buzz has got to the goddamn. He's infiltrated. He's infiltrated the trash bin. Can I like put a name to the face on Mel Buzz? I think you guys already did that unsuccessfully. I mean, you could reach yeah, out. Yeah, I think you're you right. You could reach out for some resources that could help you. You could ask around, but it's not something that's just in your in your minds. Like we've already decided yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. Well. But I'm sure there's info out there. I mean, it's... I would like to go to a nearby church. Okay. Because I would like to walk in and take one of the holy water. You know, like the little things you dip your hands in when you walk into a Catholic church. I'll... Is holy water still holy if it's been stolen? Yeah. If it's been tainted by the sin of theft? I'm going to try to lift one of those. So you go over to uh, in your neighborhood, St. Stanislaus. <laughs> and there's a, a little basin of holy water. You could start, I mean, it's not hard for you to get some. Yeah, I got... You don't know if this is the good stuff. 
You think they're just putting regular water out there? I mean, there's a deer tr deer park truck parked out front of the church. <laughs> it's probably just refilling the cooler, though. Yeah, you know, I got like a little vial, um, like a little mason jar looking thing. I want to just try to cool as a cucumber, dip that in, scoop some out. All right, you go over to this church, which I don't think you're a regular member of. It's like a weekday morning, so there is an early mass going on, but certainly not all that crowded. You go in, go over to the place, pull out your mason jar. You pretty much drain the entire con contents of the of the basin. You've got yourself a little little jar of holy water. As you're uh, screwing the cap on, the priest walks up to you, friend. I haven't seen you here before. Are you new to the neighborhood? I um, I just hiss at him, bell buzz, and run away from him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, uh, he, he puts his hands up, clearly mistaking you or maybe accurately reading you. It's just like a deranged person in the neighborhood. It lets you run off with it. Doesn't make, you know, a big deal out of it. Okay. My next stop is I Goldberg. Closing. You guys hear that? The, yeah, what the well, fuck? I knew, I knew they had... They moved and they, it came out today. Yeah, I saw that. Closing. That's a bummer, man. It is a bummer. Number one shop for dad Christmas gifts. <laughs> and just like weird shit, Halloween costumes. Yeah. But um, I look for uh, a UV flashlight. It's probably on deep discount. <laughs> a UV? Yeah, you can get a UV flashlight. Okay. I pick one up. Not that it matters because money is uh, 100, infinite 100 in this game. Fuck, <laughs> man. All I have is 80,000 gold pieces. What's the conversion rate? It's uh, 80,000 is only one new yen. All right. Well, I go make a withdrawal. I open up a bank account and, uh, you know, um, sell off some bonds and stocks and I, I get enough money and I purchase the UV flashlight. Sure. You've got a UV flashlight. I didn't go to a joke store. I don't know. Is there one around? Is there like a... Just like a magic shop right off of South Street. All right, that's what I want. So I go there, and I get like a um, like a squirting pen sort of thing. You know? Okay. Like a joke pen. <laughs> I bought one of those joke pens years ago at that magic store on South Street, and it was it, it was the best. Like the shock? Look, the kind of shock you? Yeah, dude. It was a shock one. When you go to click it to make it... It shocked, the shock was so strong. Yes. It wasn't like a little buck, like it was like, wow, like, like someone. Oh my God. I remember one time I left it out. I was at my mom's house. I went home for some holiday or something. And I just left it out. I just left it out like on the counter, knowing it, oh it would get God, used. You could in, kill your it would mom. It get used with that. in the morning. And like three or four different people used it. And it was so good. It was so so good. Dude, they hurt. Yeah. They, they are this not thing, gentle. This was like straight to your soul. It was like, <laughs> it really, you were, you were shook when you used that thing. It was oh good. Oh my God. Well, I mean, it wouldn't affect me because when I go to the boardwalk, I can hang on to that thing that shocks you. No problem. <laughs> All right. You know? Yeah, so you, you, want a, you want a squirting pen? Yeah. It's yours. Okay. I also... You know, I look around, I go to like a utility store or something and buy like some, like 
wooden broomsticks or whatever, like wooden dowels or, or you know, something thick and wood. Okay. Um, sounds like you're spoiling for a fight, Carl. It does sound like I'm spoiling for a fight. Last time I was buying dowels at the hardware store, they didn't have any long enough to stake my tomatoes with, so I ended up buying uh, broom handles. I buy broom handles because it's not long enough. Dowels just aren't long enough to stake tomatoes. They're not. They were only like three feet. And I break them in half to a sharp edge. And I'd imagine a guy like you probably has a collection of nice steaks. Like like Omaha steaks? No, like wooden steaks to kill vampires with. <laughs> Are you not a vampire hunter? Yeah. Uh, he doesn't act like a vampire hunter very often. You're about to find out, bitch. So I go to, <laughs> yeah, fuck it, whatever. Let's retcon this. Whoop, whoop. Kurt Howard special. Whoop, whoop. Um... I get steaks, and then now I want to go... Omaha? Yeah. Uh, They give you four cheeseburgers, four steaks, two ribeyes. potatoes. (laughs) Dude, I bought my parents Omaha steaks as a goof. Like, I thought it'd be funny. And a sales rep... They love that shit? They loved it, because they just eat meat constantly. Um, They come in... One of the things you can get are, like, four syringes filled with meat, right? And you can just, like, (laughs) inject it directly into your veins. They boof it. Um, but uh, <laughs> no, like a fucking sales rep from Omaha Steaks called me every day for two years. Like just... Oh my God. Dude, like nonstop. Nonstop. <laughs> like, I, it got to the point where I was just hey, on Jeff, my phone again. screaming at them like, I don't want your fucking steaks! Like just screaming <laughs> at them. Like just like I would just, I would answer the phone like beep, take me off your list, beep, hang up on them. I was, you know, oh, like man. I was, I was at the crib, you know, I was at my house and this guy knocks on the door. This was like a like couple, like years ago. And it's like some schlubby looking dude. And I'm like, can I help you? And he goes, yeah, I got steaks in the back of my car. I'm trying to sell them. You want to come take a look? <laughs> I love, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> take a yeah, look. Yeah, no, I do not want to look at your weird <sighs> fucking trunks. I'm the mobile butcher. <laughs> Just go door to door, not like no pitch, no pitch. The the only thing he said was, "I got a bunch of steaks in the back of my truck. You want to come take a look?" He's not gonna try that. There's a type of person who will buy that, and there's a type of person who. Won't. <laughs> hey, you're on my list as a person that buys meat in idiotic ways. So, <laughs> I thought you might be. So I'm here, buddy. Yeah, I thought you might be interested. Yeah, super weird. <laughs> so okay, I go to 27th and Diamond. And I look around to see what's going on. I don't know on. if I've ever been at that intersection. Yeah, I for sure have not. How do you... Are you driving your pickup? No, I'm um, taking buses and public transportation or anything I can find. Okay. Um, and a little south of there, a little north of there, never right there, though. So 27th and Diamond, it's rough. It's not the best neighborhood. There's one one corner of it. It's just like an open open lot. There's like a big kind of like abandoned warehouse building, and then just row homes on the other corners. Everything's in, in rough shape. It's it's filthy. There's people hanging around. It's not um, a nice spot at all. You get off the bus and immediately you don't walk like a block and immediately feel very out of touch. You notice also like definitely a bunch of wheelie kids. Some dirt bike boys ripping around the area. Some young toughs 
doing their thing, um, giving you yeah. giving you looks over there. Like you are definitely out of place in this neighborhood, Carl. You are far away from Port Richmond. Mm. I check out the abandoned warehouse looking place. See if anything looks like it shouldn't be there, out of place. Anything that looks like it is just obscuring the truth of what it might be. Sure. Why don't you... What in your mind? Mm. Okay. Oh, fuck. I have rolled a four. Looks like an abandoned warehouse. I mean, this whole area, honestly looks to you just like a bad part of the city. It stinks. This is definitely an area that hasn't had its garbage picked up or put it out. So there's trash all over the streets mingling with the trash that probably would have been there anyway. Mm. That's everywhere this week, right? It is. Around the neighborhood, around this, like, on this intersection, I I try to find some good hiding places to put some stakes to, like, make a little cash. You know, a couple different spots around the building. Okay. There's a diagonal street right there, Sedgley. There is, yeah. Sedgley comes in there. And there's a bridge, too. I'm not sure what the bridge goes over. Maybe train tracks? Uh, probably. Why don't you roll your spirit? Uh, I've rolled a eight. You could stash some stakes, but if you want to do it, you're going to have to, you're going to deal with, in one way or another, some of these wheelie kids, this local gang. And you've seen, you got a glimpse, uh, a glimpse at some of them riding by as they were giving you looks, popping wheelies, doing their thing. Two of them were wearing like leather jackets. One was a leather jacket, one was a leather vest. And uh, they both had the same symbol on the back. It's like a dirt bike. Um doing a wheelie and the front wheel was a full moon hmm. oh what I'll deal with them that's spooky okay so you find a spot there's an, a building you could t- it's in the middle of the block you could tell it's abandoned you push open the door a little bit throw some stakes in there Pull it shut behind you as you're stepping down the steps, confident that the stakes are pretty well hidden, accessible in some way if you wanted to try to access them later tonight. And as you step down, you hear the noise as uh, coming from both ends of the block. Four dirt bikes come down their way. Each one with a young black kid on it. Two of them are shirtless. One's got like a leather vest. The other's got a white t-shirt. They pull, pull up to you. Brian, that was a really good dirt bike noise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've heard a couple of dirt bikes in my time, um, and they're they're coming towards you. They all like skid out in your direction. Three of them do. One just continues to do wheelies in the middle of the streets, kind of like pogoing up and down, doing a bunch of fancy tricks, and they're all eyeing you up, looking at you. You're a long way from Fishtown, hipster. Oh, I'm not a hipster. What the fuck you doing around here? Well, I uh, I need I I need to buy drugs. <laughs> what you looking for? Marijuana. What the fuck's wrong with you? Why are you giggling like that? 
I am a dope fiend. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> what the you fuck wrong? is wrong with your mind? <laughs> fuck, I got a five. What are you carrying on you? Um, I have my pistol and my baton. The four of them now, they've kind of like spread out a little bit. Two of them have stayed on their bikes. Two of them have got off. But they're kind of have you surrounded like a semicircle with your back towards the building still. Why don't you give me that piece? See what you got there. Um, You ain't here looking for drugs. You're looking for a fucking beating is what you're looking for. So why don't you lay it over, kid? Oh, this piece? And I flick my baton out and smash the one in the face uh, really oh hard. God, dude. The closest one to me. Why don't you throw, uh, roll your blood? And I want to do it like as savagely as I can. Well, that's going to depend on how you roll. Uh, I have rolled an 11. I get a plus 3 now, so I got a 5, a 3, and a 3. So it sounds like you want to uh, inflict terrible harm with your... Yeah, like I want to make it so they don't, these other three don't even like consider it. But, you know, it's well, up to you. That's, that's, yeah, that's out of your hands. That's my intent, right? Um, yeah, well, I would like... You may not want... I mean, so you may want to maybe take something from them instead of inflict terrible harm. If that's what you're trying to do, I don't know what you're going to take from them. But inflict terrible harm is like just more fucking damage. If you want to try to change the situation... Maybe taking something from them, if you can come up with something, might do it. Otherwise, you're looking at a little little three-on-one, four-on-one situation here. What could I... I guess I want to take one of their motorcycles. Yeah, let's do that. Let's. I want to club one and make it advantageous for me to hop on his bike and ride away. All right, so the one who's getting close to you, trying to act tough, you spring your baton on him. Crack him across the face. How much harm does that deal? Um, I believe that does two, but I do additional one. Just be, being a hunter. You do three harm to this guy. Crack him across his jaw. You hear it shatter. And he, he stumbles. Um, his bike, he has stepped off his bike. And his bike is just kind of behind him with the engine running. And you take it from him. You push past him. Jump onto this thing. And do what? Uh, I mean, first I scream world star. Like, as loud as I can. Okay. And then I take off down the street. You leap onto this thing quickly. Why don't you roll your, your spirit? Did you walk here? You didn't drive your truck? I didn't drive my truck. I took a bus or some shit. Oh, uh, word. My spirit. I rolled a 10. Uh, all's well, man. You were uh, not looking to get into the protracted battle with these guys. Um, a couple of them take, like, swings at you as you're jumping onto this bike and pulling away. But you peel off out of there on their uh, stolen dirt bike. Pull out. Two of them pull off after you, yelling at you. But you can tell they don't really have much of an appetite right now. And are more interested in probably who you are, what your agenda is. It's a little unusual that you were here. So you pull off, shoot down to 20th Street. Make a right and start to head back in the direction of Center City, Port Richmond, wherever it is. That you're trying to get to. I have played a lot of Road Rash. I know what's up. Is that a good game, Road I Rash? I think it's like considered like a classic. Um, it's real fun. I remember really liking it when I was like much, much younger. That and the Shadowrun RPG for Sega Genesis. I played the shit out of that game. I should play that. It's a good game. I just downloaded like 500 Sega Genesis games, so... 
It's probably one of them. I remember I, I like that there's like a single there's a node you could go to, like a like a cyber space thing where like you could just find data and sell it. And like this one just like I don't know if it was a glitch or it was just hard to get to or whatever, would always yield like super high amounts of money. And then like I would just farm I would just like a fat little kid just farming that for hours and then like making my dude basically unstoppable. It was a just getting so much new yen that you get jacked up on cyberware. Oh, yeah. Stack that new yen. Mm. Kurt, oh, uh, yeah, what dude. are you doing, Kurt? What am I doing? He's off doing his thing. Yes. We're planning on doing this meeting today. I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm going to Blick. <laughs> okay. Dick Blick Art Supplies in Center City. Okay? <laughs> Y'all know about that. It's underneath a Lucky Strike story. And I go down there. And, um, you know, I got money. I don't need to do this. But, like, I'm remembering my graffiti dreams. And I know that a real graffiti writer steals his gear. <laughs> right? Of course. A, re- a real graffiti writer does not buy spray paint. That's why they keep spray painting those little fenced-off areas. That, that's why they got it locked up. Yeah. Um, now, Blick has it pretty near the register... It's locked up in like a locker. So I'm going to have to find a way to get this shit. Do you wandering around Blick? Taking in the scene. There's a young man. They make you check your bag at Blick too because I guess young man who asks, students asks be stealing your, shit. Your bag. You have a bag? No. So he doesn't ask for your bag. A bag. Can I help you find anything, sir? Uh, yeah... Um, I'm looking for the biggest Bristol pad you got. Can you show me the biggest Bristol pad you got? Sure, I'd be happy to. He leads it over to the section of Bristol pads, and there's a a real big, big one. Three foot by two foot. Is that big? That's pretty big, but I need something bigger. You got like any six foot Bristol pads? Somebody told me that you did here. We don't we have other other six? You know other uh, canvases and I, other things. I don't want a canvas. I need a Bristol pad. Somebody told me that y'all got one in the back. That you have them in the back. Um, I mean, I could check. I, I I'm pretty sure we don't, but I I could check. Go check. All right. He does uh, his due diligence. Back. As he tur- as he turns around, I I look on like around his like belt for like keys or anything like that. He does. He has like a little key for the, uh, you know, it's a key ring that has like six or seven small little like stubby keys on it. Probably unlock different things in the in the store. I'm gonna try to f- summon a slight demonic form, just to turn my uh, finger into a very very sharp uh, chitin knife. Okay. Chitin for cutting. Um, so I can just cut through the fucking shitty little key ring and, and take his keys as he heads to the back. Okay, what, uh, why don't you roll blood to uh, transform? Fuck! I rolled a five. Um, hang on a second. On a miss, choose one and you owe your patron a debt. Um... So I just owe my patron a debt here, but I still get to do it. 
for the devil inside. Yeah. Um, so you're on like your 90th dad to your patron? So yeah, whatever. I owe him constantly. <laughs> it's true. It doesn't really go away, does it? He can call me whenever he wants. I mean, shit. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, um, like he can kind of do that anyway. I guess that, that's really the way you're playing it. I suppose other people may be more of like a begrudging thing. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's like kind of the difference between like, like he can always ask me to do a job, but like, am I paying him back because I owe him for that job or is he going to owe me yeah, after that exactly, job? Exactly, you know? yeah. So if That's you, the way it if is. If you got back to zero with him, then he can start owing you stuff. Instead, right. you're just working off your debt with him. Yeah. But uh, it's not quite what you want it to be. You were hoping for just kind of like an extended, longer <laughs> finger maybe as a blade. Unfortunately, like your whole arm turns into like a weird like bug arm. It is sharp as shit though. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try to, uh, carefully, uh, maybe I'll just try to like cut his like belt loop or the key ring or whatever, whatever I can do, like easiest. When you roll your spirit. Spirit. That, All right. Yeah, that's the, uh, this is a neutral roll for old Hughes. Keep it cool. I think that, I mean, I don't know what else it would be. That makes total sense. I got a six. You uh, reach forward, run your chitinous, sharp arm across the the waist of this guy, hoping to cut off the uh, the key ring. Instead, he takes a couple steps forward, and his pants just drop to the ground. You've just cut off his belt, and now he's oh oh. He reaches down and looks back at you, and he sees the arm that you're you're like kind of reaching out with him with. It's a strange form. He's blown away for a moment. His eyes wide, I, and he looks at you. I, I, I try to, I, sh- I, I try to grab him and like muffle him real fast. Roll up left. I rolled a ten, or uh, a twelve actually. He starts to say something, and you just smother up this pantsless young man, and you've got him wrapped up. And he's starting to squirm now, but you've got him covered up pretty good. But he's certainly out of sorts in between what happened to him and seeing you in this weird form, trying to make sense of it. I start to whisper in his ear. Uh, um, I whisper right in his ear. I'm like, look carefully at my arm here. You see that? You see uh-huh, it? Uh-huh, not, uh-huh. not if you see it. I see it. He nods. Okay. Touch it. Feel it. That doesn't feel like uh that doesn't feel like anything you've ever felt before, huh? It's almost like I'm a giant deadly bug, huh? <laughs> it's almost like that, isn't it? That's cuz I am a giant deadly bug. Listen, I don't want a 6-foot Bristol pad. I know there's no such thing. I'm a fucking artist. All right? I know about these supplies and shit. That was a ruse. Now you're going to help me out or I'm going to kill you right here in this fucking store. You got it? Use your blood on my next piece as paint. How do you like that? Why don't you roll your heart? Yeah, well, my heart's a one, so better than mine. Ugh, fuck, a five. God damn it. <laughs> I roll like shit in this game all the time. <laughs> I never roll good in this he, stupid He's just freaked out. He's still, he's still in your grasp, but you could tell kind of the second you let go of him, he's going to start wailing. 
and you're not sure how much longer you can keep him here before someone walks down the aisle you're on or something. But he is not listening to your words. If anything, they've only freaked him out even more. Okay. Um, can I, like, do anything to, like, go full bug mode right now just to go full demon mode? Can I mark corruption for the improvement? Or can so I... You can roll again. Roll I'm again. Inside if that's what you want, you just go full bug. I mean, you gotta steal that spray paint. <laughs> I gotta do it, yeah. Alright, so that's what I'm doing. Uh, I've rolled, uh, I'm rolling blood here, so that's an 11. You get it all, man. So, uh, choose, well, you get two. Choose two of those things. Yeah, I'm gonna go with, um, demonic movement and, uh, gain armor. And I'm going to, um, you know, assume my full form. I'm going to, uh, try to knock this guy out. Just with like a fucking like Captain Kirk chop or some bullshit <laughs> like that, you know. So your body then just kind of like these almost metal plates just like cover over you as you drop down to all fours in this strange bug-like form. And you've got him in your control the entire time. And you don't need to, but you do. You slam him hard to the ground. And it's it's not much for you. You're strong. He's a pathetic weak little starving artist and you smack his head onto the the floor of Blick and he's out. He goes unconscious and your form is not hulking over him because you're low to the ground but you're just kind of like like a weird bug skittering over his prone body in aisle four. Alright, now my next move is um, I take his keys that I was after and my little bug claw and I jump up to the ceiling. I just leap right up to the ceiling, and I'm hanging on it like a spider. Are you with me so far? Yeah, what kind, what's up with your uh, demonic movement? Are you doing, like, sticky um, spider, stick-to-the-walls type shit? I'm going with, like, some spidery shit where, like, yeah, I can stick to the walls and, like, you know, jump that height. It's pretty high ceilings in there. Yeah, and you do. You're clinging to the ceiling. And, yeah, I'm moving like a spider. Um, I'm identifying the uh, wires to the lights and I'm going to try to cut as many of them as possible very quickly. Just turn out all the fucking lights in this place that are on the ceiling. So there's conduit running along the ceiling of this place. You're no electrician, but it does take a genius to figure out if you start to snip these things, it's probably going to start just cutting off the power at this place. And that's what you do using your big bug pincers. You snap these things. First one section and then another. And in moments, three quarters of the place were just descended into into darkness. You hear a couple of voices yell out. Don? Don? Someone get a manager. Someone get a manager. The power's out again. I skitter across the ceiling over to the uh, spray paint um, thing. Locker. You skitter along the ceiling like a spider slide down the wall like a daddy long legs and then you Mm -hmm. uh despite you know that your pincers all the problems you can cause you take your keys out slide it into the lock of the little cage where the spray paint is and there's just so much of it just opening up you're only a couple of feet away from a, a young woman who's at a cash register she's kind of like looking impatient like this fucking power is out again this fucking place. There's no windows down there. She can't see shit. 
There's one area that's still got light. Is it the cash registers? No, the registers are out, but there's over by the door, there's still some light. So that you didn't manage to, to cut everything. Got it. But she does not um, see. You've slid down behind her, popped up in this uh, gated off area, and there's so much spray paint, like a real artist would have, like a real yeah. graffiti writer. Yeah, I just grab an armful of that shit. I'm not even looking at what colors I have. Um, I just grab as much shit as I can. It's all aquamarine. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever I get is what I get. Um, and I just, uh, you know, hop back up to the ceiling, one armful of fucking spray paint cans, and uh, and try to get out of Blick. You do. That way. You've got an armful of spray paint. You skitter across the ceiling, sticking to it. Is it like a, are you like clawing into the surface to stick it? Or you'd leave a mark? Or is there like an adhesive that you're like excreting that's sticking you to it? Oh, that's a good question. How do spiders do it? Spiders like stick in some way. I thought they had like, like little fibrous and flies and, you know, that kind of like grab on. Yeah, I guess a bigger version of that might leave a mark. If that's what you're asking. Yeah, I guess so. So you do that. Make your way over to this place. You think about going to Lucky Strikes for a minute. <laughs> then decide not to. Mm-hmm. And you exit out onto the street. Still in the shadows for a moment. Still in your demonic form. With an arm full of stolen spray paint. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I revert back to human form and just uh, walk away uh, cool. You know, I'm typically wearing like a, typically wearing a blazer, so I start just putting the stuff in the blazer pockets underneath my vest pocket. You've got like a puffed up, rounded off blazer now. It's filled with spray paint cans. Mm-hmm. You're looking good though. And uh, I take that shit home. It's all yours, man. Hell yeah! It's <laughs> just something you've always wanted to do. It is. <laughs> good. Great. Day passes. Well, you've got your uh, stolen dirt bike, Carl. I don't know what, what you're doing with it. You're also scheduled to get some info from Moon over at the Keyhole Peepers about Marshawn Jackson. You're not sure what he's going to produce from a single night. But, uh, you know, 5 o'clock, we're supposed to meet him over at 22nd and Market to get that info. I trashed the bike under some track somewhere, you know. Wherever a bunch of junkies are, I just find that and ride it up and walk away. Um, and then I wait out the day back at the 22nd Market and wait for uh, Moon to come back. Sure. What do you want to know? Um, ideally, any information I could use for, as leverage against him. You know, whatever that might be. Compromising secrets. Um. Anything, any plans he might have, you know, specifically any plans he might have and information pertaining to the, like the, his war with the mummers. Okay. So you, Moon shows up as expected. This is kind of creepy, creepy, lecherous self as he's been before. He lets you know that uh, it's hard. Marshawn Jackson, hard man to get close to. He does let you know that there's a 14-year-old girl went missing. She's been in the news recently. Moon recognized her. Saw her on Reddit. 
some other places. Looks like Marshawn's been feeding on her. He's got her at his house in Fairmount. Oh, shit. Okay. Her name's Maria D'Amato. Nice Italian girl from South Philly. Okay. And she's missing, and 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 Marshawn's been feeding on her. Does he mention any specifics about that? Like, she's in a cage. She's like locked up somewhere. Like, she's in his house on the twenty twenty two hundred block of Green Street, and it seems like she's more like uh, like drugged, sedated, weakened, okay. not like physically chained up okay. or anything like that. She's like in like a a bedroom there. Okay. I uh I give Moon my my thanks. You know, if it was me, I'd be doing a lot more than just feeding Hunter, right? Well, you are a sick pervert. Well, I look forward to giving you a call sometime. Well, a deal's a deal, I suppose. But nothing too weird, okay? That, those are your words, not mine. I. I guess we we probably have a very very strong difference of opinion on what weird is. Um, I go back to my house, and it's still there. I go up into my um into my my apartment, right, and I write a long note out of what I think might be happening. Of you know what I know about the mummers trying to take over the city. What I know about Marshawn Jackson, how he's a vampire, and how he's doing something along the lines of uh, what might be going on with, um, you know, fighting these, like, um, mummers, how he's a vampire, how he's feeding on Maria D'Amato, how he keeps her sedated, and I just stuff it into an envelope, and I walk downstairs, and... I give it to Serafina. Ow! Hey. You've got something for me. Is this rent? You're paying me now. <laughs> I'm not quite, you know. Um, Ow. And I tell her that if any, if I don't come back in three days, within three days, to uh, give this to Richard Tickler, Detective Tickler. Oh, and she reaches forward and touches her hand. Do you want to know if you'll be coming back in three days? Yeah. No, I'm going to write my own fate on this one, Serafina. It's already been written. But that's for you to read. And I I give her a solemn nod. I pack my piece into my holster and I I walk out into the night to face down Marshawn Jackson. All right, you got your meat headed over there. How are you getting there? I'm going to drive my truck this time. You pile into the pickup truck. Headed off to 27th and Diamond to go meet the councilman, Marshawn Jackson, the vampire.